0: Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of March 26th and 27th. Where did the Ides Month disappear to? Man, it's been absolutely crazy. The weather, too. The weather's been up, down, up, down. Came in like a lion. Oh, man, the past couple of days was sort of going out like a lion as well. Hey, we have a really jam show. want to get to some announcements right off the bat. Don't forget now to claim the turkey permits that weren't, you know, the guys that you know, got the permits and didn't pick them up. That goes on sale Monday, March 28th at 10 a.m. Okay, first-come, 1st first serve basis, unclaimed permits. I tell you guys, especially, ooh, who knows, uh, turkey hunt air is 20, 21, 22, 14, 16. Loads of birds down here in the south. They're probably, I- I'm thinking it's that last segment. What's that segmenty or whatever? We have the two weeks, and then you can hunt until, you know, until sunset. They're probably going to be available, but the first two or three weeks, I think they're uh, they are going to be gone. Hey, a really super event heading up today at the Seaview Hotel and Golf Club. Shout out to Jamie Lloyd and that great crew. It's a decoy art and hunting collectible show and sale. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I can barely gut a fish. That's how you know uncoordinated I am with the cutting instruments. To see these decoys and what's involved with them. Some of these things, I mean, some belong in shadow boxes. Some, you know, belong on a wall. They are just absolutely unbelievable. The show is known as the Best Old Decoy Show in New Jersey. It's going to run today from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Rain or shine at the Seaview Hotel and Golf Club, 401 South New York Road. That's Route 9 in Galloway. Get there. exit 48, go down Route 9, get off exit, what's that, 41 on the parkway, you know, head east, and see if he's going to be right there. It's going to be a great time. If you're interested in waterfowl, uh, shorebirds, the carving, the, the history. It is an amazing event. And we have another event coming up this week, and we're we'll going to get to a little later on the show. Just a reminder, too, now April 7th, mark it on your calendar. You're going to have to register for it because it's going to be a virtual meeting. New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council is going to be deciding fluke, a.k.a. summer flounder, and Sea Bass Regs, we're gonna have a little leeway with the flounder, the flatties, hey, maybe a slot fish, maybe at a time on either end of the season. But the sea bass, we're gonna take a whack. Now the Porgies, aka the Scup, man, we we hammered them pretty good this year. So they're gonna be going up an inch in size. And we'll go from there. But hey, this is a happy New Year time, a little early, but we know in the parallel universe of Rack and Fin Radio. When a season opens, indeed, cause for a New Year celebration. And starting April 1st and running through the 30th, it is the short but intense TOG season here in Jersey. And I tell you, it, sometime we, sometimes we sometimes hit them early. Other times it's not to like maybe the second into the third week. Then the last week is mayhem. Join us online right now. Very, very special guest on Rack and Fin Radio. It's Peter Clark. He's a fisheries biologist with the New Jersey Bureau of Marine Fisheries, and he is the New Jersey reef, Artificial Reef Coordinator. And, yes, we have the greatest artificial reef system in the universe. Now, Captain Pete, he's an ace fisherman. Now, he is known in tog, tuna, fluke, and sea circles simply as the admiral. He's on live us right now. We're going to be talking talk a little talk Biology, and some of his hot wrecks for this April season. Pete, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us on Rackin' Fin today.
2: I'm doing great, Tom. Thanks for
1: having me. Great to have you on again, Pete. It's, it seems uh and we always try. Listen, we we try and try and try to get together and fish. But just Pete, one of these like I guess one of these decades, the stars are going to align, and I love to get it on that boat because yeah. I understand you whack them, pack them, and stack them more than reason. Now, Pete, here's the dealio: month of April, intense tog times, the last shot because then it closes to what is sometime in the summer. It's allowed one fish is allowed. It's going to be November until you know we can get up on that limit. Listen, the limit's going to be four fish at 15 inches. Pete, some questions I have on the tog biology aspect of things. Why this, you know, we have the gap, the closure, and then we have this one-month season. Well, uh, any right. reason for the closure? Can you go into that, please? Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, Tom, the reason
2: for the closure is so that we don't over-harvest our target for um, for the year, right, our recreational harvest limit. Um, the other part of the, the equation here is we give them a little bit of a, a, a reprieve, you know, before we start banging on them. That's also the reason we're only open for that one month period and then they go into a spawning period during that april to august so we're giving them a, a bit of a break right um which is good and i'll tell you what tom this is one of my favorite favorite animals in the entire planet right here is <laughs> and yep. opens on the best day of the year april fool's day we go four fish go at it hard like you said you know it's really dependent on water temperature now my you know i have the crystal ball out of course and i think because the water temperatures are coming up faster this year we were just out on the water this week and already the ocean's around 44 degrees Mm -hmm. all right which is which is a bit warmer the bays are warm so all that water's coming out hot water's coming out of the bays out of your estuaries it's starting to fill into the ocean a little bit and influence that surface temperature now the bottom the bottom temperatures still probably pretty cold. I would say thirty eight ish degrees, which means you know these animals are not going to be as active, and on April Fool's Day as they are towards the end of the month. Right. Okay. Um, which means you've got to fish for them accordingly. You're not talking about fish that are going to be roaming around these pieces as much. Um, in the early part of the month, and they're not going to be as we say in 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 tog land. We're not going to be; they're not going to be chewing as hard. Right. Right. (laughs) So we've got to think of what bait to use. So um, yeah, that's sort of the things that I'd like to talk about. I would say, you know, generally speaking, off the coast of New Jersey, coming into this april season you're going to want to have some clams on the boat Mm -hmm. i always bring white leggers i always got my green crabs as well but clams are clams are
1: probably going to end up being at least the kickoff bait uh uh, captain pete is it a a a scent thing a a taste thing because we've used crabs and clams we caught them on both uh yeah yeah, you seem to prefer you seem to prefer the, the the clams and with and with good reason you're extremely successful is it a biology thing, Pete? You hear from some people, captains and recreation guys, and hardcore fishermen, whatever. Uh, their teeth fall out, their gums are sore, or cold, or whatever. What's the deal? What do you think? Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't think their their teeth aren't falling out. In my opinion, you know, we've never yeah. seen evidence
2: of, of that sort of thing. But like I was saying, they're they're a bit lethargic, right? So we're we're basically knocking on the door trying to wake them up. And mm-hmm. at this point, the water is cold. They're not as active. They're not on a heavy feed quite yet. And, um, you know, a soft morsel is going to be easier for them to chew on. It's going to be easier for you to feel that pickup than a hard crab bait. Now, that's not to say by the last week of April, I'm almost exclusively on crabs.
1: There you go. And,
2: um, you know, because now they're starting to chew pretty hard. The water's warmed up. It's like anything else. You know, the birds are out chirping
1: and the tog are chewing. Oh, Pete! Uh, a little non-secret here. Talk about the warm water. Earlier in the week, I was up in what's that, Belmar? I stopped in. I was on assignment, and I saw some guys. Not a lot, but they were at a pretty damn good pit going in that Shark River on winter flounder, and that, that's yeah. the water was warm. And, and Pete, I saw some of these things are fat little bastards. I'm talking like thirteen, fourteen inches and thick. And Pete, oh, guess yeah. what? And not Pete to a man or what? Four was it? Four or five boats? I forget. Yeah. To a man, Pete, to a rod, clam, clam. Yes. They were chumming with clam and they were using like Me, it's always bloodworms, bloodworms, bloodworms. Not, not, not. And again, he said the warmer water, it's warm and rapidly. I spoke to a guy at a tackle shop here. He said, Tom, this bite usually doesn't happen until about the first week in April. He said, we're about a week and a half ahead of time. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, if you use that as any kind of an indicator and so far what you're hearing
2: and what I'm seeing and hearing is Mm -hmm. that water is getting a little bit warmer than uh, previous winters. So it's time to get out there and give it a shot. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Okay, Pete, we're up against against a hard break. I want to get into some tactics with you and also listeners, his five hot spots, hot reefs for Todd. Grab that cup, grab that red. We'll be right back with Captain Pete Clark, fisheries biologist, New Jersey Bureau of Marine Fisheries, and the New Jersey Artificial Reef Coordinator. And I maintain we have the greatest artificial reef system ever. On the planet, in the universe, wherever. It is great. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio.
0: When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app.
1: Yeah, back inside, Rack and Finn Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of March 26th and 27th. On the line with us is Peter Clark, Captain Peter Clark, Fisheries Biologist with the New Jersey Bureau of Marine Fisheries and the New Jersey Artificial. He is the Artificial Reef Coordinator. We're talking TOG, the April season, April 1st to April 30th. Well, Captain Pete, uh, real fast, before we get into some locations, the, the tackle you're using and braid, I assume uh, hooks, whatever. How, uh, what pound test you on uh, light tip rod, broomstick rod? What's the dealio?
2: Now, so, you know, especially this time of year, we're talking absolutely you're using braid, right? So I'm a traditional standard rig guy. Um, I like to tie a dropper loop about four inches above my sinker. I use 60 pound leader material onto a knelt hook. Now, i i like a four o virginia i'm i'm a pretty we call it the belmar rig and um, uh i'm a i'm a classic kind of guy now that's not to say that your octopus and your gamagatsu hooks aren't fantastic they are they're really great hooks uh your snafu rigs etc it really comes down to personal preference but you definitely are going to want to have 60 pound uh braid on you're definitely going to want to have 60 pound leader on heavy stuff because you're you're going to be fishing some deep water in april
1: there we go okay
2: and i'm i'm minimum minimum six ounces absolute minimum six ounces eight ten sometimes and that's you know again the standard rig approach as opposed to some guys got it i don't got it the technique to, to use a jig i mean It's phenomenal. I've been outfished two to one by jig guys. When they are on, they are on. But I just... It's tough, man. It is not an easy thing to figure out, in my opinion. I just haven't gotten
1: it yet. Well, Pete, sometimes I've found out that the jig shape makes a difference. You know, the butter bean jigs, the flat jig. there's a, mm. there's, there's myriad jigs out there. And I'm seeing them all over the place. Everybody and their mom run, again, the bucktail and the, and the tog jig and sheep's head jig biz, and that's great. New ideas come from, you know, from Mighty Oaks, uh, Little Acorns, Mighty Oaks Grow. So there's some some great yep. stuff out there. But, Pete, like I said, I agree with you totally. In the spring, it's a rig gig, man. Yeah, I think so. Uh, And we're like, like we're saying, we're we're fishing
2: deep, deep water, right? At least I I like to always start in the deep water stuff. We're talking over a hundred feet, plenty of steel structure. I love fishing for tog in the spring in this April season on metal. That's what I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. and as deep as I can get. So you know, here's what we're talking. We're talking about, can, can, you want to go over some let's, reefs? Let's, go, let's, go over. Do,
1: let's do the reef. This is Captain Pete's top four, top five. If we have time, Pete, go. Let's rock it out.
2: All right. So, uh, again, guys, we're focusing on deep water. So what does that mean? We're talking Shark River Reef, right? It's 14.8 miles, 15 miles off beach. It's just under a mile square in area. So it's .72 square miles. But the depth is the important thing, right? So the surrounding depth is 119 to 134 feet deep. Now, what's nice about the Shark River Reef is we put 550 deployments on there, actually more than that, on that reef. We're talking about 4 million cubic yards of dredge rock. So all up on the northern and the eastern side of that reef, you're talking about dredge rock mountains, big mountains. Nestled in between all this, you know, down the middle of the corridor of this thing, you've got some giant, giant ships. You've got 250-foot tankers. You've got the USS Algol, which is uh, 460 feet, plus 50, <laughs> more than 50 subway cars, right? And why are we talking about this metal stuff? Because this is where these tog are going to be hanging out, waiting for this water to warm out. They're going su- in to be in their nest. Hanging out, waiting for that water to get warm, and they're just going to be coming out and snatching up those soft baits that we're going to start fishing with. Mm-hmm. Right, so going from the north, we've got um, Shark River, of course. Then we come down to one of one of my favorite reefs, is Garden State North. Now, it's not it, it it's not as developed as Shark River. It's got 164 deployments. It's six and a half miles off the beach. In about 80 feet, 70 to 80 feet of water, which is good. This is, this is one of those reefs that you can definitely hit early season. It's got some fantastic, absolutely fantastic structure on it in the form of armored personnel vehicles, right? So those tanks, those big metal cars. There you go. 45 of those. It's got 16 ships. So there's plenty of spaces for folks to get in, anchor up on these, and start bailing them. Uh, as we keep going down south, you've got the AC reef. Now this reef is fantastic, right? So it's 95 feet deep, eight and a half miles off the beach. It's a big reef, uh, Tom. It's that is the first yeah. square miles in area, all right? There's 180 to 182 deployments on this reef, hundreds of subway cars. Now we keep talking about metal. This is a good spot to check out. Hundreds of subway cars, 18 ships. 25-plus military vehicles. I mean, we're talking, this has got a lot of metal on it, right? Mm-hmm. Got the 90-foot tugboat called the Richard Reina, 130-foot caisson gate. These
3: are
1: all just primo, primo pod spots. Pete, and- P- let me interrupt you a second. When, a few years ago when you got the caisson gates going down, you told me it would to be a few years. Pete, those, those are those are tog magnets, brother.
2: Yeah, so oh. you know, we were talking about, Seasoning that gate. That thing has been in the water now for three years. Mm-hmm. It's ready, it's ready to roll. I I, I personally fished it two years ago uh, for Sea Bass. We were catching sea bass. We had Todd bites on it. it. it's a good piece, man. And, and and like I was saying, it's not just that case on gate. You've got so much other, so many other metal pieces on there. That tugboat, all the military vehicles, all right. the other ships, subway cars. So you've got to, In other words, you've got enough different spread out pieces where you you're not going to be kicked off of a off of a piece. There's plenty right. of room for everybody to get on. There, <laughs> right. That's the when it comes down to it. That's what's the, the most stressful part of the day when you're togging is getting out onto a piece before before the next guy. And something like the AC reef and these reefs that we're talking about, they've got enough great structure where they can hold a lot of anglers and the you know so you are not going to be uh you're not going to be kicked out or you're not going to find your spot taken already but well, correct
1: me there. if i'm wrong here isn't the ac reef the second largest in the system
2: yeah uh it is it's one of it's yeah it's definitely one of the largest i don't know if, what, what rank it comes in but uh the you know the cape may reef is quite large right. as well yeah so well let's talk about the cape may reef another fantastic reef now now that that in in my opinion, is probably one of the better later uh, tog season April late April season sites, but seventy feet deep, it's got a ton, a ton of metal, mm-hmm. twenty four ships over yes. su- over forty military vehicles, over a uh, hundred and twenty subway cars. Again, we're talking about a reef that's got over three hundred deployments. It's eight and a half miles off the beach. Just a fantastic spot to go fishing. But, you know, one of the ones that we haven't talked about—I don't think you and I have ever talked about—is the deep water Reef site. Now, yeah. that's, that's like that's the the southern part of New Jersey's Shark River Reef, right? So, right, it's it's in deeper water. It's 125 feet deep. Oh, again, it's not it's not enormous. It's it's just under a mile square area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 23 miles off the beach, which means there's not going to be a whole lot of activity out there in the way of uh, of, of other fishermen. It's only got 60 deployments, but there's some absolutely phenomenal pieces. Mm-hmm. Over 50 subway cars, 150-foot-long caisson gate, 104-foot tugboat, 120-foot tugboat, 225-foot barge, and a 250-foot tanker, just to name a few. And, I, I mean... I I have I have only fished there a couple of times. I haven't been there in years. I would love to go out there and give that place a shot.
1: Well, Pete, again, I tell you, best best the uh, big talk scenario. I think that might be the uh, ace in the hole. I you know what I know uh, I know some guys that are fishing out of Cape May,
2: AC, and they swear by that place. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna hate me for for talking about it, but I'll tell you. <laughs> what. <laughs> Yeah, I mean some of some of our biggest fish uh, in the state here. Some of our our latest uh, records are coming from from uh, South Jersey offshore in that depth of water. Now I'm not saying they're coming from deep water, though they may be. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're we're talking about that depth range for sure, though.
1: Shout out to Captain Tommy Daffin on that one on the record talk. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, Captain Pete, can we um, we're up against a hard break here. Thanks again, as as usual. I expect no less, Peter Clark. Stellar information, but Pete, on the conservation end of things, uh, keeping the four fish at, at you know minimum fifteen inches. When you're getting these seven, eight, nine, ten pound, twelve pound that you do get in the spring, fourteen big, some some real horses. Uh, recommend releasing them, breeder fish. What's the dealio? So listen, you know we have
2: regulations that say that you're allowed to keep four fish, 15 inches or greater. Um, I think it's personal preference. Personally, I don't, I don't keep fish that are y- your largest fish, your 10 pounders. Your, you know, that that's usually about my break. Anything mm-hmm. less than that, we'll we'll consider it. Um, you know, tog are a very slow growing, long lived fish. Uh, they're not quite as prolific as some of our other other species of fish, such as summer flounder, black sea bass, scup, things like that, mm-hmm. striped bass. So, I, I, I'm I'm an advocate for for some level of catch and release. And again, culling out the largest ones, sending them back if they're in good shape. Let's give them a shot, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, yeah, I, I I think I think you're onto something there, Tom. And advocating that release of those real big ones is this is a great plan, in, my, in my
1: opinion. Well, Captain Pete, thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin. Uh us season kicks off April 1st, a little early in a Happy New Year, parallel universe of Rack and Fin. We're, We're going to run through the 30th, as Captain Pete says, a little later on in the month, probably that third and fourth week. It's going to be balls to the wall. It's going to catch fire. We know it happens every year. Captain Pete, thanks for your knowledge and, and sharing it with us on Rack and Fin. Hope to see you on the water. Maybe this spring fluke trip, please. I got some new baits for you to try. Oh, I
2: can't wait. Hey, before <laughs> before you let me go, though, you, you know, I've I've been telling you, promising you that this new Reef Guide is coming out. Listen and... to
1: me. Well, let me. I have it circled right here, updated Reef Book with a question. I don't have a camera in here. Yeah. Pete, I'm <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So we we are
2: we we are just about ready to release it. So, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because I'd love for all of your listeners. To check out our website. It's an f- absolutely phenomenal updated reef guide. It's, it's really amazing. The, the folks here did, uh, our GIS folks did an absolutely slam-dunk job on this thing. It's got, I don't even know, thousands of new coordinates, new deployment Whoa. numbers. Um, you know, the goal here, so this is going to be a hard copy. Again, you print it out, etc., 'd like to get it um, we we'd like to get it printed out so you can you can buy them but even more importantly for a download so you can go onto our website download all the numbers electronically put them on a chip get them into your machine and voila now you got everything
1: gather me that's and yes. that's NJ correct yes sir and go to, listen go to soulwater beer marine fisheries and it will be there Well, Pete, congratulations on that before I let you go Clark uh, uh this coming uh, spring summer you have a deployment schedule going or still in the works
2: yeah we've got about six ready to roll here so we've got right. a 180 foot tugboat we've got a 350 foot barge uh <laughs> we've got a 50 foot tugboat we've got two reef ball deployments that are already queued up and hold on to your hat here tom but we got some stuff we got some uh light rail cars passenger railroad cars coming
1: there we go Yeah, yeah yep. so Pete, I'm pretty really excited about I I love the tanks I'm a railroad car guy and I, I Pete I tell you to me one of the most underrated cuz you know we talk about the tanks and whatever the concrete and the case on ages those those reef ball fields Pete they're badass fish producers They are they they really are they're fantastic
2: for drift fishing looking yeah. around them is awesome oh. yeah I mean, and and in general, just our reef system. And again, no credit to me that Bill Figley, Hugh Carberry, and all the supporters that we have in the state. As you know, the state, the state of New Jersey does not buy material. We depend entirely on donations and sponsorship from private organizations mm-hmm. like the Annie Klaus Foundation, Sport Fishing Fund. Maniswan River Marlin and Tuna Club, the Kate and A Charter Boat Association, There you go. Um, the Beach Haven Charter Boat Association, like all these guys, Point Pleasant Charter Boat Association, all these clubs, they all have been coming together for the last 35 years to make this system what it is today. And so, you know, thank you to all those guys.
1: And it just keeps getting better. Well, Pete, uh, we, we have to go. We're up against a break. It's indeed an honor, listeners, to speak with The Admiral. Okay, Pete, you take care, man. (laughs) Best of the family. We'll see you. You too. He is indeed the Admiral. Up against a break. Be right back. Rack and Finn Radio.
0: The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by ambient comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Here
1: we go. Look out below. Back inside. Rack and Fin right with me, Tom P. we get to March 26th and 27th. That was Captain Peter Clark, fisheries biologist. An Artificial Reef Quarter, New Jersey Bureau of Marine Fisheries. That tog season is going to be short and intense. Actually, like I said, the last two weeks is really in the month of April when that bites So It's going to run from April 1st until April 30th. Four fish, 15-inch minimum. And let some of those big mamas go. You know me, I'm the meat man. I'm Tommy Meat. But, you know, the big ones. you're talking to breeders here. Uh, uh, give me another shot at it. Hey, two weeks from now. Trout season opens out. The tr- hatchery trucks are rolling. You can fish for trout in certain waters. In the Racquet Radio listening area, Prospertown Lake up there on 537 uh, is open to fishing. Catch and release only. Same thing, Lake Shenandoah up there in Lakewood. Uh, you'll be able to, uh, uh, to uh, Towns in Jackson. Uh, catch and release only. I know it's tough because you have some great bass waters here. Where, no go. No-go while they're they're stocking trout, but that's all right. We're going to get into the the bass end of things uh, in a couple of weeks. We're going to touch on a little bit of bass in an upcoming segment. But right now, we're going to talk trout with, actually, trout specifically, power bait and gulp baits with John Prock. Now, he is the Research and Development Director with the Berkeley Division of Pure Fishing. Yes, way back when, power bait, then gulp. All started with this guy and, and, and uh, Dr. Keith Jones as well. John, thanks for joining us at Roccofin. It's trout time. You know me. I'm going nuts. I, I'm, I'm armed. My whole office up there is armed with gulp and power baits and gulp grubs and gulp minnows and floating pinch crawler heads. I got it down, Proc now.
4: That is awesome, Tom. Thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, we've got a lineup for you. we got some new stuff for you to try out, too. Uh, the uh, Power bait, uh, uh, trout dough. We've got some new colors in that. The, some uh, weight, twist, and turbos, and different uh, combinations. But the uh, the ones that you're really into are like the teasers and the uh, trout atomic tubes. Oh, We've got some new colors oh. in that that'll uh, light those trout up this year for you. Give you something new to try.
1: Well, John, I'll tell you, in the still waters. I'm a proponent of the the, the the standard trout bait and also the turbo dough and also the gulp dough. But in the moving environment, John, it's really tough to beat listeners. The one inch and a two and a half inch gulp minnow. I mean, I'm, and John, let's just hook through the nose, octopus. That's it. I mean, lights also a little later on in the year with the helgramite. That's more like late April, May, in moving waters. John, dead, absolutely deadly. But I want to get a little different change of the baits, John. The power bait and the turbo dough difference in formula? What's the dealio? Yeah, there is a difference in formula. Every uh, uh, time
4: generally we come out with a new uh, type of uh, power bait dough. it's got an enhanced formula. For instance, the original trout bait that's still out there Mm -hmm. is still top of the line and catches uh, fish better than anything else out there. But when we come out with things like, in the past, we had Tournament Strength, we have uh, Turbo Dough now, and we've got the uh, uh, other ones that are uh, out there. Those are all enhanced with different uh, chemical type of enhancers that we found out over the years with our additional research. you got to remember, we've been researching and developing uh, things that trout like for now 36 years it's giant. and in that time we've learned a lot of new things and as we learn those things tom then we'll just add formula and when it's a big enough enhancement then we'll do something like the turbo dough that's got the other enhancers in there and the gulp dough where we actually have chunks of the gulp product in there in there right give it more of a this is a bad word more of a chumming type of fact
1: <laughs> hey man no shame to our game <laughs> yeah. here at rack and fin radio procky you know that <laughs> john what amazes me in the various parts of the state fishing, listen, i also uh hit pensy those areas there um water composition water color, stain clear whatever the color of the paste bait can can make a difference i mean sometimes a big difference and and some of the baits with the sparkles in there I mean, I've been outfished Definitely. and outfished with different. And again, listen to a guy down here is using uh, turbo dough. I'm using turbo dough. A guy to our left, a little further down, is using you know the gulp dough. And who's catching, who's not? So, it's John. I think a lot of it has to not a lot of it, but a good portion of it has to do with the environment, the venue you're fishing. Exactly. It's
4: uh, I I like to liken it to the guys that are trolling. They'll put a set out there of different colors of beats until they get a pattern going Mm -hmm. and if you're watching guys on the bank and they're using different things and one guy seems to be and his tackle is similar you know one guy using 40 pound line and one guy using four pound line there's obvious difference Mm -hmm. right but if everything's similar Switch to the color that guy's using because there's a reason it's light conditions, it's light transmission through the water, it has to do with the UV, the way it uh, reflects off of that color of bait or the glitter that's in there, Mm -hmm. that is what makes the difference.
1: John, two baits that are seemingly on the sly here, and I'm noticing more and more on the venues in South Jersey. Listen, we have some really good trout fishing down here in South Jersey. For those who want to do what happens is, John, by the third week in April, you know, the drummers start in, the stripers are in, so trout fishing sort of takes a back end. But, listen, you want, to, you want to put trout on that stringer, and all these waters, uh, maybe with one exception of to Tom's, or all these waters are, are non, non-trout, not, in other words, non-maintenance. The fish are going to catch them, you know, keep taking them home and eat them. John, two baits I've noticed over the years. The nuggets and the gulp corn. I mean on the slide, the guys that use it know about it uh, one guy said, Don't talk about this. But I had it. I said, don't he said, Don't talk about this. John, those nuggets and the corn are deadly. The and and those are uh, two different types of formulas.
4: One mm-hmm. is uh, uh the corn is more of a, a durable product they will stay on a hook in a moving situation also of moving water. Yep. The uh the dough actually is meant for a uh, static or slow presentation, so it doesn't stay on the hook quite as well, but uh, it gives more dispersion get more scent and flavor out there quicker. And in certain applications, either
1: one of those could outperform the other. Yeah. John, now the difference between the gulp eggs and the power bait eggs, the power eggs—is it the skin, the plastasol, or is it the gulp uh, eggs? Is the same thing where it's automatically leaching out into the water? What, what's the difference?
4: Well, with the with the regular power bait eggs, they are a PVC bait, just like your uh, bass worms and things like that. But we put some things in there to make it so that it it's more. Uh, and more of the scent and flavor can get out easier, but it's more of a taste thing. So they visually cue in on the on the fluorescent red or the yep. bright orange, and then they come over and they taste it, and that's when they get hooked. Whereas with the, the gulp, it is actually like a sponge, and the water diffuses right through it. So they get the scent and flavor of that from a, a greater distance. They can smell that and taste it before they even get up to it.
1: John, the... The the work that goes into the testing, the new colors and new formulas. What's out now for twenty twenty two? Has this stuff been on the drawing board like for for a year already? Getting out there to your field testers. What's the dealio?
4: Yeah, we're working on actually twenty twenty uh, three products right now.
1: There
4: you go. Yeah. So <laughs> the stuff that we're working on in R and D will be launched in late late twenty two and on the market for the angler. Uh, to pick up in twenty twenty three so we're working you know year and a half ahead usually mm. if it's a big technology like gulp or Powerbait, we could be Four, five, six years in the makings of that, just depending on how our research goes.
1: Hey, listeners, join us on online is John Prock now, a very special guest on Rock and Fin Radio. He's the research and the development director for the Berkeley Division of Pure Fishing. We're talking the trout baits. Trout season opens April 9th. In a couple of weeks, there are two venues in the South Jersey area you can fish, catch and release only Prospertown Lake in Jackson, there on 537, and Lake Shenandoah up there in Lakewood. Well, John, before we get to uh, the next segment, we're going to be talking max sense. All the bass guys, bass gals, hanging because this technology is, is a, is a mind blower. Uh, John, I was accused of having no moral scruples or ethics. I, I told the guy, "I said, listen, man, they were surgically removed at birth." He saw me with my Berkeley gulp, but with the uh, Berkeley rather the trout dip, sorry, trout dip. He said, "Man," that's, he says, "you're really going low." I said, "I want to catch fish." <laughs> that John did. Again, there's no shame to our game here at Rack and Fin Radio. How long has a dip been around? I, I picked it up a couple of years ago. And it's just, been—it's just hey, when it's t- a tough go, give them the dip, man.
4: Yeah, it, because it gives a lot of the scent and flavor a lot quicker. It's a water-based system. Mm-hmm. It actually coats your bait, and it dissolves off quicker. You can't get that scent and flavor just to stay on your hook in a dip. But if you're using the eggs or the one inch minnows yep. or even coach your, your 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 trout dough with it. You get that immediate as soon as it hits the water, it's dispersion. Whereas dough takes a little longer for the water to dissolve it. That's just an added boom, it's out there and in their face.
1: Listen, it is it it is really it has John, that's been a game changer. Okay, people grab that cup, grab that but Red, Bull. we'll be right back with John Proc now, R and D director. Berkeley division of pure fish and we're going to be talking Max Scent Bass Baits from Berkeley. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station.
1: Whacking and stacking on Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of March 26th and 27th. Johnny Procknell's on the line. John, let's talk Max Scent. When this broke, I mean, it was wow. Because again, as you said, with the power baits, you know, this is Plastisol soil coating. You'll see on the packaging, I was in the ad business of John O's for many years. You'll see on the packaging, fish bite and hold on 18 times longer. In other words, they have to get through that Plastisol to get that burst of flavor. John's going to correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm usually wrong here. But with this Max scent, it's like a hybrid. The scent is leaching out. You have it as a trailer, you have it as a worm. These, gulp, the, these, these Max scent worms are I can't say criminal because I obeyed a law, but their production is off the charts. John, was I right on that, on the Max dealio versus the Power, uh, Power Worms? What's, what's, what's the score? You're very well informed, Tom. That MAC scent is a
4: PVC-based product, just like you talked about. But what we've done to it is we've been able to get a technology in there to where the product opens up and is porous and gets that scent and flavor out very similar to Gulp, but it doesn't have the, shall I say, the shortcomings that Gulp does where it dries up and things right. like that. And mm-hmm. we put a brand-new scent and flavor technology into there that gets out it works. It's more of a matte finish, giving you more of a, a natural look to it. And to be honest with you, it has been a home run like we had never believed. That flatworm, oh my God.
1: <laughs> hey, listeners, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I like to come. Every once in a while, it's cathartic to come clean. I like to keep stuff to myself or BS. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, this works. That works. But I'll tell you, John, that little trooper and the Maxen tube. I mean, a little two, a little too, two and a half inch, what, two or three quarter inch, and a two and a half inch tube. John, they've just been from small amount John, even even I call it pickerel on them, some northern pike up north, Jersey, the Pesagra. It's just a win win all around with those those things. Tom, you told me you weren't going to tell those types of secrets over the radio. I got it, John. I have to come clean. You know, I'm, who knows? I may die tomorrow. I know I'm going to hell, but <laughs> I don't want it to be in the hottest place. If you get my drift. <laughs> But John, yes. again, hey, hey. Get, getting this—this this, I hate the term, but it's it's so apropos. And to me, it's beyond cutting-edge technology uh, with the these MaxScent baits and getting the forms that are productive. How long was that a work in progress? I mean, it's phenomenal. The stuff is phenomenal. Well, it,
4: it is a new technology that hasn't been seen out there, and we've been working on that for over three years before we came out with it. It's a technology because we actually uh, post-process these after it's molded. You can tell it's a molded product, just Mm -hmm. like regular uh, PVC plastic worms and stuff. But we actually do a secondary process to it to where we infuse more of the scent and flavor, just like the, uh, the gulp juice. You can actually hydrate these and recharge them with the gulp recharge that's out there on the market.
1: No wish. Jesus. <laughs> Berkeley pulls no stop. John, I have my six, seven, eights. Uh, me and my lovely Dee marie are bass go-tos. And the six-inch, we have the Maxent, the lunch, You know me, John, you, you see me. You know, I'm a fat bastard. <laughs> the lunchworm. That, that's my thing. The lunchworm. We got the Maxent Kingtail coming in eight inches. And the Maxent Hitworm Magnum at seven inches. John, covered it all with these. Now, John, your, hey, feel, got- your field hey, testers, your pro staff. Again, they're getting these things a year, two years in advance, sitting down with them, going over the results, taking, you know, constructive criticism here, there, here, there. How long is that from we have it, here's the baits, guys and gals, go out there, fish it, work it, give us some areas of improvement to where it's on like a Bass Pro Shops pegboard?
4: You're talking about uh, uh, 18 months. Woof from inception idea
1: to the product actually sitting at retail. 18 months. So again, yep. uh, for lack of a better term, so a lot of trial and error in there, and I know it won't be released until it's about as close to a hundred percent as you can get. Is that correct?
4: That's correct. And we got some new ones this year coming for you. We got the one called the little trooper. We got a little general now. We've got a trigger crop and we've got, the tubes, like you said, in a two and a half and a three and a half inch.
1: Mm-hmm. John, the colors again—different regions of the, of the country, more colors, uh, more productive. How does that work? Again, John, these names—I <laughs> mean, there's a normal chartreuse and white and glower, but some of these names just blow your mind. Who comes up with these? Hey, it's
4: one of those things where a, a group of us gets together and we start talking about things, the pros are involved or whoever the key opinion leader is, they sound like some of the names
1: you'd come up with. And maybe we even heard some of those from you, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. John, influence at all from Pure Fishing's other divisions around the world. I know Australia's a hotbed of, of pure fishing activity. On the listeners, just full disclosure, right now in about a month, a week before Summer Flatter opens, John Prock now will be, I think we're going to try to get a whole show out of this, the gulp baits for flounder, John. We have that marked on the calendar, correct?
2: Yes, we do. It's going to be, be main, yeah. You.
1: Listen, it's going to be great. This is, but again, influences, John, from other areas in the, under in the, under the pure fishing umbrella. Does that impact uh, USA selections at all?
4: Yes, it does. Uh, you're very well informed. We use a lot of the uh, ideas and things that we've seen in Australia because we do have a a uh office there uh, that does some research we also have one in japan and one in europe that we get ideas from too some of the things that they do cross over to our markets and a lot of the things that we do cross over to theirs so we do uh mm-hmm. trade ideas back and forth because the central research and development department is in spirit lake iowa for all of pure fishing baits
1: what's that lake okijobi or something right there well, you're close. It's Lake uh, Okaboji. Okaboji, Okajogi. You say tomato. I say 100? I say. Give me some more bacon yeah. on it. <laughs> hey,
4: it's a clear blue water. What lake? That's 130 feet deep.
1: What we, the heck? We en- we enjoyed some fishing there, John. John, I've been out there. and People say, "Well, Tom P, you know, they test their stuff in tanks and pools. It's not the real deal." Listeners, besides the pro staff, Procky is out there, John. Seeing you down in the Gulf. Seeing you in Florida. You are out there on the water personally testing these. And listen, it doesn't get more of a testament than that. So, John, when, when, you, when you make the connection, like, Daddy, damn, these baits work. I mean, it's got to be a really fulfilling sensation, is it not?
4: The best part is knowing that the products that you helped develop, you and your team at Berkeley's R&D get out there on the shelf. People
1: pick them up and they have fun with them. They catch fish. And that's that's what it comes down to. Well, John, thanks for joining us on Rockin' out here on a slamming, slamming springtime schedule, little brother. And we hope to uh, get in touch with you in about a month, listen where we're gonna be talking summer flounder, the gulp grubs, the gulp jerk sheds, the gulp paddle tails, all that good gulp stuff. You want to limit a fluke. Man, that's the gulp. oh yeah, but let's by the way, hey, hey, hey. The way the price of minis, a little farther north here, north of Barnegat Inlet, Kelly's, as they're called, it went up probably on a wholesale end about $10 a gallon. I think you're going to be buying, down. they're going to be buying a lot more gulp. It's already cleaning the pegs. They're going to be buying a lot more gulp this spring, brother.
4: <laughs> teaser, teaser, Tom. We got some bright, bright new gulp colors in those uh, one-inch minnows and stuff, too, for you.
1: Uh-oh. Hey, Procman, can you do me a favor? I i have I've been, this has been my secret. I, I tell people, oh, it doesn't. That curry chicken is a bad ass color combination. And that six inch grub, Mary Mother of God, Procky. That's, it's just, I mean, there's the nuclear chicken, this, that, 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 that. Curry chicken. People may, may not realize Gandhi was a fluke guy. they think in the Bay of Bengal, didn't he catch fluke? Is that where you guys came up with that? <laughs> Can't tell all our secrets, Tom. John, you take care of uh, Hope to talk to you in a month. And thanks. Listeners, get to Bass Pro. Get to your local tackle shop. Berkeley Trout Bait, the Glitter Bait, the Turbo Dough, the Gulp Dough, the Power Eggs. If you can find a little one and two and a half inch gulp in your fishing streams and rivers, just hook it through the nose. Twitch that. Twitch that. Shout out to Jimmy O'Donnell there, formerly with Pure Fishing. He's killing them with this. He says yellow. That's all he says. Is I look at him like, like I say, John, I put my both palms up. He just says, yellow. <laughs> and there he goes down the river. So you know, sounds this, like a tunnel. You want to catch trout this spring, baby, and it's going to the stocking is underway now. And listen, again, but another 75,000 trout going out early. It's going to be a hell of a springtime here in South Jersey, hell of an April. Get the Berkeley Power and Gulp baits. John, you take care. Talk to you soon, brother. You too. Catch more fish. Oh, yeah. See you later way longer, this guy is said, I'm, so I'm looking down there, I'm looking down said, I'm walking up, I'm walking up you know, South South Lula Madre, whatever it was years ago I said, I'm not mistaken, man I, I I think that's Brock now Holy geeks, it's Brock now, way to hell down here, shout out to Lee Bovino my guy down there, okay, grab that cup grab that rebel, be right back Rack and Finn Radio.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: There's another event this weekend which is going on a lot of fun, and we hope to be there. It's the Piccalilly's Inn's annual Wild Game Weekend. And this thing is a belly buster. Join us on the line, very special guest chef dina who this menu is hers and hers alone amazing amazing culinary queen here chef dina how you doing Love to have you on rack and finn what's up girl hey tom happy to
5: be here this morning how
1: are you uh good 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 let's talk about this menu uh, time is short dina but i'm uh, listen we're talking let's see i'm gonna run into it dina i'm too excited uh duck wings a la greek lamb sausage, venison shepherd's pie and the beast burger and wild berry color dina it. go into this menu how long to formulate it the trial i'm i'm upset because i wasn't invited to be a taste tester but that's a bonnie thing
5: <laughs> oh it is it is this wild game weekend is a blast for us we really really enjoy uh, stretching our culinary feet a little bit and you know doing something interesting for our community so we're really excited to bring this to everyone this weekend
1: dina go into this uh one of my faves is venison shepherd's pie girl. what do you got
5: Uh, Our venison shepherd's pie is going to be amazing. Um, It is in a really deep, earthy red wine sauce with peas and carrots, just like your mama would make. And then we're going to top it with some creamy mashed potatoes, crisp it up under our, our oven, and make it really lovely and buttery for everyone. So we're really super excited about that one.
1: And Dina, uh, uh, let's. Uh, I want to get into this. Listeners, this is this should come at a heart and <laughs> lung machine. This beast burger, Dina. I, again, this is your, your. She's trying to kill me. I think she's trying to kill me. Dina, go in, go into this monster, monster sandwich. Go ahead, go.
5: Oh yeah, no, it's wild boar, um, elk, bison, and wagyu beef. Um, we're seasoning it with truffles, topping it with craft beer cheese that we have made with our own 1927 IPA. Come from a local brewery in Hamilton. Whoa. We're um, going to put some mushrooms on that, some arugula, and put it on a pretzel
1: bun. Now, to close things out, and I'm sure it's low-cal, no sugar, no well, no fat, I guess. <laughs> this, is wild, this wild berry cobbler, Dina, go.
5: Oh, it is a maple bourbon berry sauce over a sugary, sugary cobbler. Can't wait to do that one. That one's a Jeez, big for everybody. She's
1: uh, killing me, man. Alyssa's Wild Game Weekend at the Piccadilly Inn, Route 206 there in uh, it's Today, uh, what are the hours? Uh, Saturday, today, and tomorrow. What's the deal? Uh,
5: Saturday and Sunday, we will be open from uh, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., depending on what's going on with us, um, and it starts Saturday, so we'll see everybody Saturday
1: and Sunday this week. Well, Dina, I'll tell you, it's going to be a great time. listeners. the Wild Game weekend. Uh, Chef Dina, this is her menu. This is her baby. It's just going to be a just fantastic culinary experience, and as always, it's always fun at the pick. Chef Dina, you take care. Hope to see you uh, tomorrow, girl. Hope so. See you. Bye-bye. She is really nice. That's it for this week on Rack and Finn ready. Give your local tax shops a call. See what the reports are going on. We just had too much to cover. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. God bless law enforcement. See you next week, Rack and Finn Radio. Mm-mm-mm. Get your gulp and turbo dough and power baits on.